And welcome to another episode, All About the Birds, the weekly report, the flagship show of All About the Birds Network. Um, joining us, as always, got Phil Stifle over there. See, I'm trying to get that. We have Chip Keggy below. Uh, Jeff is not joining us. He's not feeling up to par. Uh, Phil's toughing it out. So. I'm not feeling up to par, and I'm sucking it up right now. That's what I said. You're, you're, you're toughing it out, but... Um, Got to keep I my streak and not missing a show going here. Well, it's the Cal Ripken streak, the Iron Man streak. I um, am the Iron Man of all about the birds, just so you know. <laughs> Iron you Man of podcasting here. Just want to shout out our sponsors. Um, 99 jersey. Chip is wearing a great Allen Iverson jersey. He got that and a Shaquille O'Neal. Is that correct? You got a I did. The, well. the LSU Shaquille O'Neal. That's going to be a Monday nighter. So I make feel. sure you put... Make sure you put the code AETBIRDS for 20% discount at checkout. There's a lot of great jerseys um, on that site. So definitely make sure you check that out. Um, Want to also throw it to um, Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Um, also, your nose hairs will thank you, too, because um, <laughs> just do not use the same attachment for both. Um, that's just a little cool. fair warning. You want to throw that. But same again. Use AET, AET Birds 20% off, free shipping at checkout. Make sure you check that out. Uh, Father's Day is coming up, so uh, great gift for all the Dads and grads. Dads and grads, exactly. Um, also, Odds Jam, oddsjam.com, the arbitrage betting. Uh, you know, you're not going to lose any money. So that's the, that's the big thing uh, with that. Uh, so make sure you get to get up there, uh, sign up for that. Uh, a lot of great uh, content on there if you're big into betting. Um, and also, statement games. Um, a lot of fun, a real fun, free fantasy sports site. Um, a lot of cool things on there, so definitely check that out. Uh, we'll be doing a, a show on the All About the Birds Network soon uh, regarding statement games and going over things like that. So just keep an eye out for that as well. But, um, hey, confidence level. What's our confidence level for the Eagles for 2021? Has it changed in the recent maybe two, three weeks than what it is now? Um, that's what we're going to talk about because the Eagles made some additions uh, this week. Um of course, the week's not over. It's only half over, but they've made a few additions here. And, you know, we're going to discuss some of them right now. Um, so out of these additions, signing Ryan Kerrigan, trading for Josiah Scott, and then signing uh, a couple tackles in Casey Tucker and LaRaven Clark. Um, great name. Great name. Yeah, very, very great name. So I'll start I'll start with you, uh, you, Chip. What are your thoughts on these signings? So – the one thing that we've been talking about over and over again is has there been any needle moving moves being made? Has there been any game changing moves happening for me? I know that there's been a lot of back and forth about the Ryan Kerrigan signing. Um, I think that's a really good move. I think it gives us depth along the defensive line. I think it gives us somebody out of the NFC East who we don't have to face anymore. And I think that move goes to show you they still know they got to build through the trenches. Now, the Josiah Scott thing, again, an undersized slot corner, that didn't knock my socks off. Casey Tucker, LaRaven Scott, again, these, these aren't moves that are knocking my socks off, but what they are doing, at least in my opinion, is they are showing that while we might be writing off this team and have, like, I know I wrote this team off hard. I think we There's, all have. Because, again, they – there was at the beginning of the offseason, there was no moves. Coach was coming back, quarterback wanted out. Now these things have started to kind of work themselves out. The the 
quarter, the coach is settling in a little bit. The quarterback is speaking with some confidence. I think my confidence level is rising a little bit. I'm not ready to buy in all the way, but it's definitely showing at least they're not willing to write this season off. Go ahead, I want to address this this comment by George here. Something the Kurgan move is elite. Look, the Kurgan move, Kurgan is not an elite player, but it's an elite move because and I, at, before George even commented that, I was already bringing it up. I think we can all agree that 2016, 2017 were Fletcher Cox's best seasons. Yep. He played 59% of the snaps in 2017, 76% in 2016. So, and then all of a sudden you start to see a decline when you start playing 79, 80, 81% of the snaps. So what you're doing by Kerrigan, you know, Kerrigan, uh, you know, Sweat, Brandon Graham, Javon Hart. Now you've got five, six guys that you can get back to what made our defense really good. I won't use the word elite, George, because I know you got on me for that. But it made us really good front, you know, front four because we had the proper rotation to, you know, not have worn out guys come into football games. So I think that's what makes the move elite, not the player elite. Because what did he play last year, Kerrigan? 40% of the snaps? 30, something like 30, that? 38% of the snaps. 38% of the snaps. So, he still had five or six sacks. That's, right. that's quality production for a small amount of sacks. Or but the way, you have, the way you have to look at it, though, if you look at the – I know I like to kind of pair it with the Indianapolis defense. You look at the Indianapolis defense, their defensive line – rotation in terms of percentage of snaps from 2018 2019 and 2020 when Wright got there and they had Everfluss and Gannon was on staff and everything they used between seven usually around eight but between eight and nine defensive linemen as a right. ro rotation you get the rotation there and also the there's there was only eight players last year who played 50 percent or lower amount of percentage of snaps and had five and a half or more sacks Three of them are on the Eagles. It's Sweat, go. it's Sweat, it's Barnett, and it's Kerrigan. So, yeah, it's not an elite. And the other thing people said, oh, he doesn't fit the scheme. We don't know exactly 100% what the scheme is going to be. But the thing is, no matter what it is, Kerrigan's played in both. He played the last three years, three, four, three, four years in a 4-3 th scheme. He's played in a 3-4. It doesn't really matter because he's a hybrid type of pass rushing type of player it's going to be. You know, that's what he's going to be. So he's, people right. like he's a third down blitz specialist at this point. Yeah. And that's good because you need that. You could also on third down move him inside and have him be a, a third down, a light defensive tackle on a blitz kind of you know third and long type play. So the move is elite. And, and, and again, wanna... you're, you're also talking about what, what do we have been saying on this show all offseason, these one-year prove-it contracts, right? You're going out there. You gave him a one-year deal for $3 million. So you took the all-time leading sack leader from Washington, got him for $3 million or 3.5, whatever it was, on a one-year deal. If it pans out – or 3.2, right, split the difference. No, no, I'm saying up to. I mean, it, it right. might not even be that much. That's how – Right, but my point is, is that it, it's a, it's a prove-it deal. Like, if he goes out there and stinks up the joint, well, it was a one-year transitional-based year. Okay, fine. If he goes out and lights the world on fire, he helps himself out to show that he can still do it and that he's not past his prime, and he helps the Eagles out this season. And like Phil said, it takes snaps away from exhausted defensive linemen. This isn't 
you know, the, your grandfather's NFL where it was, you know, Bruce Smith rushing the ball every single play. You need to have a rotation. But and two other it, points on that is that Josh Sweat's got an injury history. Brandon Graham's getting older as well. And, it, and so so the guys that might not be healthy all season, you've got a guy that could step in. The other aspect of it, that move, and also, because, again, my mind's not working right. I have to look it up. Josiah Scott, um, these moves they're making kind of open the door at the post-June 1st or June 3rd, you know, whatever that cap date is and all. We might see a Dark Barnett trade finally. We might see an Avante Max trade, a Maddox trade finally. We might see some of these guys. We might see an Andre Dillard or somebody get moved on the line because now we have 75 offensive linemen on the team. Um, so, you know, these moves are building in the trenches, which is what we won the Super Bowl based off of. But he's setting himself to give him up. He, he, Howie is giving options to Nick Sirianni and to himself to continue to semi-improve the team and not – you'll never have a coach or a GM say we're writing this team off or this season off. So not Phil, in football. The, the last point, because you, you mentioned something earlier, and the last point on the whole the Kerrigan and defensive line um, aspect is the last three seasons, the highest percentage of snaps for the defensive line of the Colts has been 73% to Forrest Buckner last year. Mm-hmm. Then it was 65% Justin Houston. Then it was 77% Jabal Sheard. That's it. The rest of the guys have been around 56, 57. There's a guy 60, 60, which means you're getting a lot of production out of players and playing less snaps, less hard, stressful snaps. And what you said was perfect is Fletcher Cox thrived when he didn't have to play a, a lot of snaps. We're not playing 85, 90, 95% of the snaps. 2017 is the key right there. Yeah. And, and look, you, George, I'm not saying we're, 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 we're making a Super Bowl run. But you got to remember, the NFC East is the worst, well, at least last year, was the worst division in football. And there's no wor- way to say that all of a sudden it's magically going to be better. Daniel Jones right. is still a huge question mark with the Giants. Washington, how many more years is Fitzpatrick really going to do what he does, his magic and all? And Dallas, we're all assuming that Dak Prescott's going to be 100% back to his old Dak, Dak ways. There's no guarantee of that. And Dallas's defense still stunk last year. So – you know, you could be realistic, you know, as you say right here, George, you know, but you can also be realistic and say a seven-win team may win the division. Well, because it can. And I'm not because saying they're going to win the division. Not gonna, I'm not saying that. I will not predict a final record till the final preview show before the season starts. But I, I think the thing that's worth discussing, and it kind of goes with what we're talking about here, and we're not trying to talk ourselves into, like you said, a, a deep playoff run or a Super Bowl run. That's not what we're doing here. What we are doing is we're looking at how this team is trending. And, Phil, when you were on my show the other night, you said, is the team better today than they were yesterday? The answer is yes. You cannot deny that signing Ryan Kerrigan hurt this team. And if you even, even if, Scott, because it did it. Even the trade for Scott, you gave up a guy that was a nobody for nobody, and, and you gave up a late round draft 20, pick, a twenty twenty three six, not even next year, twenty twenty three six round pick for a guy that didn't play a lot last year, but gives he had COVID options. last he's year. He's twenty. He's twenty two. He was a former fourth round pick. Took taking just a couple spots after Kayvon Wallace. 
So he has some talent there. So, you know, we, we, we've been bitching and moaning about our secondary being awful. I mean, and he, he, doesn't make it, he doesn't make it great, but he makes it one step better. But the thing you have to, you know, it's, it's a good segue here because I wanted to bring up Scott here. And a lot of people say, oh, well, he didn't play that well in Jacksonville. He was 21 years old last year. He's 22. But also you look at Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon with the Indianapolis Colts was a the cornerbacks, defensive backs coach. He was able to develop guys like Kenny Moore, who became he's one of the best slot corners in the league, developed Kari uh, Willis, who, another draft pick, you know, Julian Blackman, a third round pick last year. There's been, you know, Xavier Rhodes had a resurgence under Gannon. Every time he's been with Gannon, he's played a lot better. So what's to say that they don't get some production out of these, these guys, which it's as what Nick Sirianni said is competition. And you see all these yep. guys they're bringing in. And yeah, okay, they may be battling for the fourth and fifth cornerback spot, but it's competition. Competition brings out the best in players. You can't just go in and say, oh, well, he was in drafting the third round. He's going to definitely start because we we used a high-value pick on him a couple of years ago. It's about competition. That also brings up the LaRaven Clark. What does this say about Andre Dillard? If Andre Dillard loses the job to Mylotta, what happens then? Well, I think it's actually, I yeah. think you're going to see one of them trade it most likely Dillard before camp That's, gets started so yeah. that you still have competition per se for Mylotta, but you're not going to have the two of them battling it out for that spot. Right. Now, and it's even, and it's even more. So if, I, I agree with you, Phil. I think that they are going to do it before camp simply because you don't want to put any of his weaknesses on tape. And allow a team to go, well, listen, he still doesn't do this, this, and this well. I'm going to give you less for him. Right now, there's a, a mystery about him. And you can still say the things like, well, he's a former first-round pick. Well, the, the other thing looking at it is the LaRaven-Clark thing's a little concerning because he did tear his Achilles in December. So that's a little concerning how healthy he's going to be. But even, even if Dillard is dealt, you could always see – I know the value in terms of the pick may not be there. But what about the value in a possible – a cornerback that's in his third year that, you know, young quarterback that's not doing the best, something like that. You played a, tra a trade a player for a player. There's so many things that can happen. And what Phil said was, you know, hit it on the head here is talking about after June 1st, you're going to see mm -hmm. 4 million come off the books there. Zach Ertz, he's let go. I know George wants me to say if he's, when he's released um, after June 1st, he saves you $8.5 million. So there's money there to be able to get a, a secondary player or another backup tight end. There, there's still holes on the team that you have to fix. We know that. We know there's going to be gaping holes. It was like that last year. We know that. But, but again, like I said, a seven-win team could potentially make the playoffs. But even if we're not a make the playoffs, win the division team, if you're winning, better. you're get if you see them getting you're better, and if there's important competitive games towards the end of the season. That is huge, huge learning experience for the young guys like Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and all these – Jordan Maialata. You know, yep. you want these guys – obviously, I want them to make the playoffs, first off, because I want them to make the playoffs, but playoff right. experience is better than non-playoff experience. But on the flip side of the equation, having a competitive game week 15, you know, that means something, you're, you're, you're not quite out of it and they're still fighting for something, is giving them that taste of the ultra-competitiveness of what it takes to win. And they can even if they lose, they can learn from those mistakes. 
And, and we've seen there, for the last few seasons the fact that this coach, the, the old regime, the old coaching staff, refused, all, flat out refused to develop players. When they saw a weakness, they just signed someone like Jason Peters off the street because he fills a hole. Rather than develop Dillard, rather than develop Mylotta, who kind of did their own thing because Stoutland is a, a freaking god. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, the solution is to sign Jason Peters off of the street. The solution is to sign these aging players rather than developing your first round picks, your second round picks, you know, keeping some of these players off of the field. The fact that Kayvon Wallace and Davion Taylor didn't touch the field in a down year for, for Nate Geary's and for, for all these other, it made no sense to me. So for me, it still ties into, do they get better developing players? Funny little side note. Has, have you guys seen that ESPN has Kayvon Wallace listed as a cornerback? Oh, is that something that. that they know that we don't, or is that just a big mistake right there? Wow. We, J- we Jason's hitting it on the head right here. Confidence level is definitely better now Agreed. than it was before the draft. Because, again, you all know I bash Howie all the time. George, again, is going to say I'm becoming soft on Howie. No. But, you know, Howie has had a solid, not a great, a solid draft, and he's had a solid post-draft offseason. Before the draft, uh, we were still questioning a bunch. But at this point, he has had a solid draft or a solid offseason. Yeah, and you, you look at the offseason, look at the moves that were made. Uh, the moves are solid because it, what, what it does is it breeds the competition of what the coaching staff has said they want to instill. And the other thing I want to bring up to you guys is, you know, with the OTA starting and the coaching staff and the one quote, I, know, I think I said it in, in our chat, with Nick Sirianni, Je- um, Jeff McClain asked about, you know, Jalen Hurts and what you have to do and like your playbook uh-huh. and all that. And he and he came out with by far my favorite answer of all of his press conferences he's had. Even the rock paper scissors one, that one was good. But um, <laughs> what he said was great. How, yeah, this guy may do this and this guy may do that. Here's our playbook. Here, learn it. That's not the way you coach in offense, defense, special teams. You have these certain players that can do this and do that, and you mold. I love that. I understand every coach can say that and can do that, but we know that wasn't happening the last couple seasons. It wasn't. It was was the playbook. Exactly. It was evident with our our eyes as well. So that's something that, to me, can help build and instill confidence in this team, being able to hear what the coaches want to do with these certain players and, you know, I know it's not much. We don't have much right now because it's only in the middle of May. But with what the draft gave you, what some of the free agent signings are giving you, uh, it does instill some confidence. And like I said, not, none of these none of these moves are are lighting the world on fire. They're, they're not. I mean, like you can poke holes in every single move that they're making. However, they are already buying into that mantra that Sirianni has said of competition, competition, competition. You know what I mean? So Lane Johnson being excited about Ryan Kerrigan. Why? Because in practice, the two of them are going to have to go against each other. That makes Lane Johnson a better tackle. It makes Ryan Kerrigan a better D end. You know, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts being excited that he's not really being named the starter. He goes, yeah, I'm here for the competition. He's already been named the starter. He's just not. We, he's just we, playing, we the, he's playing the, great, the great the great role there. We know, but him going, okay, let's compete. Let, let's compete. I need Joe to pay Flacco my going, yeah, pay I'm here to compete. Mm-hmm. It is basically saying, look, 
we are going to go out there and try and bust someone's head in. Now, we're not like, here you go, Jason, the Detroit Lions who are, you know, willing to feed your arm to a lion for a Super Bowl. Direct quote from their head coach. But we're ready to go out and compete. We're ready to bust some skulls. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think the quarterback, I know Jalen Hurts hasn't been officially, quote unquote, named, but the starting quarterback, but his, he oozes confidence in his press conferences. And it just, you can just uh-huh. see, you it's know, contagious. you're not, I'm not saying, no, you, you want him to succeed. I want him to succeed. He's my favorite team's quarterback right now. So yeah, you want him to succeed, but I just think the confidence and the leadership abilities that you can see and how he talks and what, and how other teammates talk about him, you can't just coach up that kind of well, stuff. I didn't want to bring up the other guy's name, so I'm not going to say the other quarterback's name that is no longer here. But his press conference didn't evoke, you know, leadership or – not a leadership. Leadership's the wrong word because he did lead us to a lot of wins in 2019 towards the end of the season. He, he led by his example on the field. Jalen Hurts, we have to see if he can lead by example on the field. But in press conference, he definitely is somebody that you can see his personality can definitely motivate a team potentially to at least work a little harder. Maybe not win any more games, but they're going to work hard because their leader, their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, has that personality that he gra- people gravitate towards him right. who want to be just like him. You you mentioned the whole like lead by example thing. The the quarterback formerly of the Eagles, like where how would you see his photos? You would see the photos of the hunting. You would see the photos of all these things, which is cool. But look at the photos you've seen of Jalen Hurts this year. Lifting weights, practicing. Go okay. He went. He went top ben golf. Simmons, play- ben Simmons posts plenty of workout videos shooting in the offseason, and it means but, Jack Craig. So but I, again, I, I don't buy Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts then goes out and does these things in the practice room. He says the right things. He goes, I'm here to compete. And if the quarterback position is open for competition, then every position. He's saying the right things to make you want to feel good about this team. Yeah, and that's that's key. You know, the the other question I have for you guys is, you know, with the OTA starting phase two, a lot of the veterans reported, I know they're not doing many um, basically – on the field drills and, you know, the seven, like all the stuff they usually would do, they're not doing, but they're there to learn the offense in person, not through zoom, not through anything like that. Now the Eagles did modify their phase three in June, the mandatory mini camps with no seven on sevens mm-hmm. and modified the schedules. Do you guys think that's going to affect them in terms of learning the offenses, not actually being on the field? It's going to be better than them not showing up at all. If they're going to at least be in the office together, I brought this up on a previous show. I don't know if it was an all about the birds or a guest spot elsewhere, but how many people, I think it was with Chip because Chip, how many, when you were Zoom teaching this year, how intense, how focused where your teachers were or your kids were, you know, they're, they're, they're on, they're not, they got a game down here, you know, whatever, you know, when you're in person, coaches can call you out. Coaches Mm -hmm. have your attention. So we we talked about it, I think. On this show, I want to say last week or two weeks Maybe. ago, the whole idea of, of Cliff Kingsbury yeah. with Cliff Kingsbury and the whole cell phone breaks, yeah. and he got all this shit for it. But again, it was, look, I know their minds are already there. So if I let them go there, then when they come back, they'll be focused. It's a different world that you're living in. It's a different world. So you can either fight it and not adapt and make the wrong moves, or you can adapt and work with what you're given. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's key to be in the building learning. Yeah, you may not be on the field doing the but and you're in Zoom, Zoom calls and you're not 100 percent focused, especially with these young guys, these rookies, these undrafted free agents, these second year guys. You know, a lot of this stuff, if they're in the building with veterans, with the coaches, they have questions, they go to the coach. It, to me, it's very beneficial, even if they're not doing the stuff on the field, it's the little things. And it goes with everything in terms of, um, you know, going with the games and the little, the little things always wind up make or breaking, no matter what it is in football, whether it's the game, it's a matter of inches. So the little things always are big. And I feel this is great. Well, the way I look at it, I, I remember from watching like hard knocks in the past, I, I haven't watched the last few years. Um, but you know, you see like what's going on in film study in a, in a, in one of the rooms at the Novacare complex and you got Sirianni up there with his little laser pointer. This is what I'm imagining in my head. Pointing out a play and be like, yo, Lane, what did you do here? Lane's attention's grabbed. Everyone's attention's grabbed because Lane was called out. You know, hey, mm-hmm. Rager, why didn't you make this cut right here? You know, he's calling no people banana, out. Not in a, no a banana he, He's interacting. He's getting their attention. And I think it makes a huge, huge difference. But now I have to – and knowing that that's how he plans on coaching – because it's very obvious he is a he's very passionate about the game. Does he fall into a problem then with being so young and calling out guys that are older than I'm him not in that he's way? In that out. way, he's not calling them out. He's grabbing their attention. He's like, "All right, Lane, what happened here? Jalen, what happened here? Hey, do you, hey, hey, Lane, what should have Jordan done here? I'm just picking out Lane as a random name because right, my right. mind's not working well enough to pick out any other name right now." You know, it's just grabbing the attention of the room, keeping them focused on what's going on in the screen in front of them versus this. Like, even right now, I'm struggling to stay focused right now here. If we're in the st- at a studio together, you know, well, I have different reasons why I'm, st- I'm struggling there. It's not like I'm watching a game in the background like you, you know, which at least it's better than eating a sandwich on the air. So, see, even when I feel like absolute dog crap and I'm running like 101 fever, I still got the jokes. Just so you know. So then let's so then let's let's wrap this up and answer this question. So right now, confidence level one to ten, how are you feeling? And is there a move out there that would raise your confidence level on this team? I mean, right now, I'll go first. I mean, confidence level, but see, now just so you know, I'm not saying this is my confidence level that they make the playoffs. I'm saying this is my confidence level that they've made improvements that help okay. them grow as a team. Before the draft, my confidence level was like a three, that this uh-huh. team was going to make big steps forward this year. Not win-loss big steps, but improvement steps. Right now, I'd probably say my confidence level is about a six, that you know they've made enough moves that there's going to be not competitive as in win-loss, but competitive as a competitive team going out there. That's not just going out there to lose and get the first overall pick. And yep. trades, I see uh, Con, you know, Don saying, you know, S- Stephen Gilmore. I mean, yeah, that would be great. That would make our defense better. I, I just want to see if any move. I don't think there's a huge move. I'm not big on Steve Nelson or whatever his name is, like everyone else is. I think he's a really good cornerback. He's better. I think he's just going to cost too much. And I don't know. I- I'm not willing to spend that kind of money this year. Um, but I just want to see moves going forward. Maybe some trades. You know, of Avanti Maddox, Zach Ertz, because I still want him to get traded, not just released. Get um, something for him. 
Get a sandwich. Get a bag of peanuts. You got to get a conditional seven-round pick for him. I know. I know. Anyway, trade Dillard, whoever. You know, you got to make some kind of moves. I I would even be be okay if they traded Dark Barnett, even though I'm one that isn't ready to give up on him. You know, moving some of these guys for other assets or for a cornerback, I don't know what it would take to get Stephen Gilmore right now. I don't know what his contract is. But those kind of moves are what I'm at. I'm not in the field that they can make a signing that's going to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, the only signing that would, that would help, I don't know how big of a difference it'll definitely be a help because, you know, Steven Nelson will give you that second corner alongside, but the get, the thing is it's the cost, the aspect of that. He's only 28. He's not a 31, 32, 33 year old. That's only going to need a one year deal. Um, Maybe he may need a one year deal, but do you really want to pay one year, 10, 11, $12 million? So for me, that that would help. Of course, uh, Stefan Gilmore would help. But again, he's I think he's 31. You know, the I I would love to get a guy like Jordan Hicks. You know, maybe try and trade in mm-hmm. Zach Ertz to get a player for a player. You know, a Dillard thing. For me, my my confidence I would probably be around the same range as Phil, probably around a six. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I'll know more the deeper we get in, of course. But my thing with the whole Sirianni is just I want development. I want to be able to see an offense and not be like, oh, looks like they're running that play again. Oh, they're going away from that again. Uh, the the constant of we already know what's going to happen before it happens. You know, to be able to have fun and watch the right. game and a little excitement because we didn't have that last year. Even the wins were almost depressing. But they, what? Yeah, they were they weren't exciting at all in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, maybe one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's it. Yeah. Well, again, but that was still against Taysom Hill, not Drew Brees. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as exciting as we thought. So for me, I kind of fall right where you guys are. If we're talking about, do I feel like this team is going to be developed into something that maybe we're moving ahead a little bit on the scale of um, playoff and progress and, and the rebuild. Yeah. I would say like a six, I feel like there's some pieces in place. I feel like they're going to start dropping. And I'm going to use the phrase dead weight. Um, but some of the players that aren't going to be here for the next wave of things, they're they're beginning to let let, let those moves go. I, think I do here. think I this. Think I'm over Hicks. I, listen, he's a quality linebacker, um, but we have a quality linebacker and an unknown on other things. So I would like to see what we have right now before we go ahead and sign a Jordan Hicks. With Steven Nelson, I do think that that move would actually raise my confidence level because it shows, all right, we know our D-line is very good. But right now, you have one lockdown corner. The other side, you're talking five-yard slants, fly routes. It doesn't matter how quick they get to the quarterback. The corners are getting beat. So at least if you get a guy like Steven Nelson who can go in day one, be starting alongside Darius Slay. Maybe that ups your win total just one or two games. I do think that that's a needle mover kind of signing. But, but see, here's the thing. You can get away with weaker cornerbacks when I don't want to use the word. I'm not saying it. But, you know, as George keeps calling me out for the use of the, the D-line comment earlier this week, you know, if you have a really above average, not only above average defensive line, your cornerbacks can be medium. Who were our cornerbacks the Super Bowl season? You know, train wreck Jalen Mills. Who else? You know what I mean? They weren't good. They were okay. Ronald Darby. You know, Jalen Mills is your best cornerback. And that's saying something. Because we had an elite defensive line that was getting pressure on the quarterback 
snap in and snap out. That makes it that makes your cornerbacks better. I'm not saying they're going to be better. We still have holes there, but because you don't know though. That's the thing is you just don't. I understand the names aren't flashy. I, I that I understand. I know that you can see it. The names aren't flashy, but the thing is, this isn't Jim Schwartz defense. You know, Jonathan Gannon is not going to run what Jim Schwartz is, runs. He's going to run possibly a zone type of scheme, which is going to help the court. You just don't know. That's the other thing. It's so it's. It's an unknown right now, so we think we know, but we don't. So it's, yeah, Darius Slay is Darius Slay, but, you know, Avante Maddox, where does he lay? Where does Josiah Scott, where does Michael Jaquette, where does all these other guys line up? So you don't know. You know, it, time will tell. I would love to get a corner. I still think they need to get a corner number two, but – Again, I want to address, address Jay from YouTube's comment here. It's at least a two years before a legit, like a legit team. It doesn't have to be that long, though. You look right. at it, you're kind of in that sort of rebuild in 2016. How he had a great offseason in 16 and 17. Well, not great. He had a good 16 and 17 offseason. And all of a sudden, 17, after one down year, we were Super Bowl contenders. You know, how we were green is having a really solid offseason. We get three up to potentially three first round picks, five, you know, first two round picks, whatever it is, you know, there's a chance we're going to have a lot of cap space next year that mm -hmm. by next year, if Jalen hurts Devontae Smith and some of these young guys take that step forward, you know, it right. could just be one more down year and that's it. And then 2022, we could be contending for the division again. Cause again, who in the division is really building Steph, like, yeah. Washington still has no quarterback Dallas question marks giants still have no quarterback or question marks so it's not going to take three four five years before we're a contender again it's not going to take three four five years to be a contender in the nfc east i think either by the end of this so you also have to remember if you're looking at the official rankings of who has the easiest schedule this season the eagles have the easiest schedule mm -hmm. so in theory if you're developing players you're playing your easy schedule they're technically contenders in the NFC East right now, right? Because let's let's be honest, everybody's a contender in the NFC East every year. If the if the if we're looking to see are you contenders in the NFC, if you're looking to see are you contenders in the NFL, then we're a solid four or five yeah. years off because yeah, you right. need players like Tom Brady to retire. Because nobody's contenders in the NFC while he's still around. You got you got to think about it. not only is Tom Brady on the tail end, he's what a year or two away. Aaron Rodgers, who knows what's going on with him? Right. I'm saying we can win the East in 2022. And then once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. I mean, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFC. I mean, I talked about it last year. There's a there. You got no Drew Brees now, so who knows what's going to happen with the Saints? You know, Matt Ryan coming towards the end of his career. You know, the NFC is not going to be – all these elite teams in the NFC are not going to be elite much longer. And the bottom-end teams are all in the same boat as the Eagles. They're all hoping that this year's the year they take they, – they learn what they can do and take that growth and all. So, you know, I don't think contending for a Super Bowl next year is necessarily the right thing to say. But on the flip side of the equation, we're not as far off as people think if the balls bounce the right way. Like I say, it's, it's about development. You get the development out of Jalen Hurts. 
you just don't know. And that's the thing. It's an unknown right now. It's a question mark. You just don't it know. Really, you can't say it's whether we're be... contending, whether we're contending in 2022 or not till 2025. <coughs> Sorry. Um, exactly. It really, it really comes down to Jalen Hurts. That is literally a top 10 quarterback to contend in the NFL. So, you know, it, it, it all hinges. Devontae Smith, or, Taylor Rager, Jordan, all these young guys. Yeah, it would be nice to see them improve and become elite players. But it all comes down to your quarterback. If you don't have a lead a top A top 10 quarterback or an elite defense. Yeah. One or the other. Please remember that the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Bucks won Super Bowls before. Chicago Bears won Super Bowl. I mean, these are teams that are, did not have elite quarterbacks at the time of them winning. Sorry, Brad Johnson, not an elite quarterback. Joe yeah. Flacco, not an elite quarterback. Come on now, Joe Flacco. Trent Dilfer, not an elite quarterback. So, again, Three. I, the one thing that I am excited to see, and I see George saying we're drafting quarterback next year, in 2021, you have got to see if Jalen Hurts is your quarterback of the future. You cannot give him this short leash. You cannot. Yeah, Nick Foles, not an elite quarterback. Thank you, George. I forgot about ours. But we didn't have an elite defense, so that went against my point. Um, you have to see. If Jalen Hurts is your guy, you drafted him in the second round last year. It is now time to put up or shut up. All this Joe Flacco talk, all this trade for Deshaun Watson talk, all this trade this and trade that. Jalen Hurts is your quarterback in 2021. Jalen Hurts not only is the quarterback, but he needs to start every week one through week 17. Exactly. If he has a really bad game and you want to pull him out for you know the second half because he's just struggling not to kill his comments. But he needs to start all 17 games. I didn't mess that up. I'm really impressed with myself. 17 games, 18 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mess that up. I'm really happy with that. Well, <laughs> we'll mess up when we get the record predictions and we're going yeah. with the wrong. But I say six and ten. Yeah. Yeah. But uh no. Which is not my prediction. I'm not saying my prediction until before we won. Stop stop dropping numbers. Yeah, we can't do any predictions then. But you know, with that, you know, I want to throw a shout out to all the podcasters and everything and everything that we do and all that, because sports talk radio is, Oh my God, isn't it? It's awful. So I want to throw out that everyone that is doing a podcast and like that is working just as hard, if not harder than what these want to be clickbait type of, and I I can see Phil typing, he's getting it in there. Uh, I can see, see, I can, I can see the wheels turning. In no, because you know, I, I, I'm on, I'm on social media today, and one of the main talk radio stations today, one of the main talk radio stations today, their big clickbaity question is, who is the better quarterback, Jalen Hurts or the former quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, I thought you were going to say his name. I'm not saying his name because you need to move on. This is some serious ex-girlfriend shit happening. And it works. And people click and click and click. And they I, I don't get it. You have so much great content from all of these podcasters from every – you can go on Twitter and see 50, 60 incredible things. I know Drunk on Broad just dropped a huge list of some great content. Stop paying these people's bills. It's terrible. Turn the it's radio awful. down. Turn Apple iTunes or Google Podcasts yeah. or Spotify, YouTube, whatever it is. We're on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. You know, turn up the Spotify, podcast. Not Apple Podcasts. Not just us. Like, yes, I want you to listen to us. 
I, I think we're the best. I think we are the fairest, you know, you know, discussion there is out there, but that's, I'm biased on that. But, you know, just got stop listening to the dial. There's so much better content than the dial. Exactly. I feel like that yeah. guy on uh, on social media where he like, he sees somebody do some crazy ass, ridiculous shit, like how to make a mug out of like zip ties and a glass. And then he just like holds up a glass and goes like this, like it was this simple. This is my point. It We're is just as simple. their topic. We're discussing nope. why people listen. We're trying to promote that people listen to more podcasts because there are so many great ones out there. Because we literally. do the work, we're relevant. And again, there is, even though it's the offseason, there are things happening with the Philadelphia Eagles. If you actually care about moving forward, you got to stop living in the past. The guy who left the team is in a different state. You can wish him well, but stop comparing him to the guy who's replacing him. Yeah, Jalen Hurts but, is our quarterback. That's it. The other guy, he came and went. He's competing with Joe Flacco. There's no other names. Don't even give me joking. Whatever Neiman, whatever Newman. I'm talking. I'm thinking golf. Oh, don't Neiman. do it. Yo, a sleeper for the PGA Championship. What's his name? Jamie Newman. I don't even Jamie know. Jamie Newman. I, get to know. Who him. cares? I'd rather hear you put a poll out there saying who's better, Hurts or Newman. Then Neiman, How about I, don't even, I don't even care what his name is. Oh boy. But I'd rather that would you do put out no, there no. on a daily basis. I got a better one. Tomorrow's poll is going to be <laughs> who is better for the roster, Adrian Killens or Jamie Newman? That's fine. I'll take that poll. See, Look I mean, that. I'll laugh at it and I'll make fun of it. Neither I'll one is going to see the field. No, neither one's going to see the field. Make the team. Well, they'll make the team or the practice squad, but neither one's going to see the field because the running back room alone, the running back room alone is there's no place left to sit. Man, I got chipped. Because Jordan Howard is just taking up easy. spots. What, me? Yeah, this is easy. I totally I forgot can't... Jordan Howard was on the team. Jordan hey, Howard is I a totally Philadelphia forgot about What that. are you doing? That, 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 Why is Jordan Howard on the, the team? Vac. That's the Vax making me forget things. I All totally right. forgot he was on our team. This, this is going to make Chip go into a tirade. So, oh, God. Uh, Spin it into. Um, I'm ready. You know, promoting our, you know, paying the bills, promoting our sponsors again. Oh, okay, I can um, do that. Hold on, wait. Let me get my clickers ready. <laughs> Are we winning against KC in Week Four? Isaac wants to know. No. No. <laughs> no. Un undetermined. Wait. How do you define okay. winning? Like hold on, finding hold on, hold on. the field. I'm so <laughs> willing. Like so, last year we had the. I'll go through a table if Buffalo won the Super Bowl because that was Chip Johnny or Johnny. What's your Johnny? Um, if you, if you pick them, sorry, I'm really losing it here. Um, I got to come up with something for Isaac. If Casey loses to the Eagles, I will do something stupid. I just have no idea what it is yet. I got to think of what Kansas city, I got a buddy that lives out in Kansas city. I'll ask him what's the equivalent of going through a table for Buffalo. Paint your body red and jump into something. I don't know. No, well, I can't swim. So I can't jump into something. So a pile of mulch. There we go. It's got like dump in like the ice bucket challenge. I'll yes. do the ice bucket what, challenge, but with what's barbecue your definition sauce. though. With, can, with Kansas City barbecue sauce, I'll dump on my head. But like, what's your definition of winning? Because a, a win against Kansas City for me is if the team finds the football field, because that's going to be a hideous game. I'm already yeah, expecting that a, one. That would be a worse. Yeah, if you picked Kansas City to lose to the Eagles, that'd be worse than Johnny picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl last year. Nah, but Buffalo had a chance. <laughs> there's, no. No, there's no chance. I was shaking. I really didn't want to. I know Adam <laughs> wanted to see me go through the table. A lot of people wanted to see me go through the table, but I am not going through a table. But, again. I am not counting losses, George. Not at all. 
But uh, oh, that's one. That's one. <laughs> yeah, now, I am 90, counting that as a one loss. 99jersey.com. Make sure you get on there. Make sure you're taking a look. Phil's wearing uh, repre- or Chip's representing a Georgetown Allen Iverson jersey. He also got a Shaquille O'Neal jersey as well. So, you know, make sure you check it out. They got, a, you know, a plethora of jerseys to uh, take a look at. Make sure you use AET Birds for 20% off. Discount Good use of the word plethora, out. Johnny. Good use of the word plethora. Plethora. Thank that's you. an SAT word. He's I'm over there on his. Devin, if any of my Devon people are listening, which a couple of them do, I know they know what that means. Plethora. He's got his word of the word. day. He's got his word of the day calendar. You actually can hear yes. the ripping off of each of the one. Plethora. First, okay. First tomorrow's all, word is. When I look at a bunch of prospects, I have to come up with different words for all these different things they do. <laughs> so yeah, so that's why I know a lot of a lot of words. So also manscape. Uh, the plethora of balls will thank you, but <laughs> AT birds for 20% off. Um, like I, like again, uh, I said it earlier, do not use the same attachment for your nose and your balls. Um, just word, word to the, word to the wise. I mean, you don't want to do that. If, if Kansas city loses the Eagles, <laughs> I will use the other attachment and not live on the air. No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy right now. I'm literally well, dripping in sweat right now. And then also, uh, make sure you check out oddsjam.com, um, the arbitrage calculator to not lose money. Uh, take a look at that sign up. Um, and also, statement games, statementgames.com, free fantasy. Uh, make sure you check out that site, sign up. It, it's awesome, it's free. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, tune in. With lots of great prizes on their site as well exactly. gift cards and Apple iTunes stuff and all. And also, atbirds.com slash shop. Make sure you uh, check that out. Uh, all the AT Birds gear. Uh, Father's Day is coming up, so uh, order up some hey. great gear for the, the fathers. Don't and forget about there. dog fathers. You know, dog dads are just as important as kid dads. You know what I mean? So, you know, the dog dads like me, you know, just as important. Dads and grads, y'all. Dads, dads and grads. Dads and grads. But uh, with that, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, you know, without – all our people watching and commenting, we're just here talking amongst ourselves. So uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight, everyone uh, commenting. And, you know, with that. Good for me, trooping it out for 48 minutes with 101 degree fever. Yeah, we put, we, we, we're we going to put Jeff on the IL. He's going to be on the uh, injured That's list. That's not the first time. <laughs> or the last. But with that, go birds. Go birds. Go birds and go Sixers. Right, go Sixers. Hold on. There we go. Support for All About the Birds is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% 20% off, plus free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. Manscaped hooked us up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit, including the Lawnmower 3.0, which comes with an LED light for a more precise shape and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and easy. The Perfect Package also includes a deodorant for your undercarriage to prevent odors and chafing, a reviving lotion, a pair of boxers, and a t-shirt, not to mention a travel bag to store all your grooming goodies. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBirds at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code AATBirds. 
Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you.